I'm Jean Lawler. I'm your host of the Roads to Resolution, Closure and Certainty podcast. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And uh, as a mediator, I am honored to be invited into other people's lives for a few hours. Lives that, like all of our lives, are shaped by the many roads that have brought us to our today. Roads leading to the unexpected and roads holding the promises of our tomorrows. And so what to talk about today? Bracketing. Bracketing is something people talk about a lot. Uh, bracketing, not in the terms of the, um, you know, the college basketball games. When I when I googled bracketing, that's what came up, and I, I laughed to myself. No, not that bracketing. Bracketing in terms of mediation, settlements, uh, resolutions. So, uh, turning to that, first of all, what is bracketing? Well, it's many things, and it can take many forms. And there are whole courses out there explaining bracketing and strategy and things like that. So obviously we can't do that in the few minutes that we have together here today. But let, so let me just give you some basics on this. Bracketing is a form of setting a, a high number and a low number within which the parties will agree to negotiate. I always think of this as the dance floor. Uh, and that's just the phrase that I use when I was trained. That's what they said. And uh, and I always use that. There's more, you know, there's certainly fancier terms for it, but this is the dance floor. So if parties are here and here, you have to get them to here, or maybe it's this way or it's that way, whatever it is that will get the dance floor in place. So, you know, as the parties get closer and closer, where they're going to be able to settle, uh, what range will they be able to settle within? And so that's really, in a nutshell, what bracketing is, is trying to identify a settlement range. And the ways that you do that can be very different. And then the ranges can move, uh, and they do move. There, it's, nothing, is, nothing is set in place. So what it is, is where one party would suggest a low number of X and a high number of Y, perhaps. And if they are the plaintiff, then they may be um, suggesting that they would go down to their Y number if the defense comes to X. Or if it's the defense, the defense may be saying if Y comes, or if the plaintiff comes down to Y, then we'll go to X. Um, so. But again, there are so many ways to use it, and there are very, very different ways of wording it. I think the way you word it is what's so important. So how do you use it? When lawyers tell me, and where it sounds very demanding, look, you please, will you tell them that I want them to come to, or we will go to, you know, $100 if they go to $500, and in a way that that sounds as if it's, you know, bossy, demanding, um, controlling, whatever. I don't think people like to be on the receiving end of that kind of a message. So I will usually phrase it a little differently. And uh, one way, if you are going to have real brackets as such, would be say, OK, look, the defense or the plaintiffs, either side, is proposing a bracket of X and Y. 
I don't use the phrase, if you come to this, then they'll go to that. It's it's implicit in saying, here's the bracket. You know, let, let's propose this bracket for the dance floor. And if the other side doesn't like that bracket, that dance floor, then they can respond in kind by saying, no, we think the dance floor should be over here. Maybe a number is high. Well, the numbers would change. Numbers might be the same on one side, but higher or lower on the other side. Or the bracket might be over here to the other side where it's, uh, you know, higher or lower. So I personally prefer that wording and I really highly recommend it, that it's the bracket that's being proposed. It's not that I'm tell that the other side or the mediator is telling the other party what to do or where to go with their numbers. I also like to use something that I've always called my ifs, I-F-S, ifs. You know, if this, then that, or if this could be done, then would you agree to do that? And and so it, people think of it as a form of bracketing, and I suppose it could be considered that. But when I get to a point where people are so far apart, but they really want to move and they can't, they just can't bring themselves to to get into the range where they might be able to settle the case, I will just start talking ifs. Look, you know, if they were willing to settle for something, you know, under X, you know, uh, maybe under a, a five-figure number instead of a six-figure number or a, a uh, six-figure number instead of a seven-figure number or using lines, you know, uh, maybe... Yeah, somewhere between fifty and seventy-five thousand dollars, or ten and twenty thousand dollars, or five hundred and a million, depending on what the case is. Obviously, you know, is that a range where you think you would be able to settle the case? And people are usually quite um, candid uh, there with that. And it's um, because again, it's a range, and it's it's no commitment. So I. I oftentimes will use my ifs instead of formal brackets, but I'll do brackets too, of course, if that's what the parties wants. It's the, it's theirs, uh, their settlement conference, their mediation. So the question really comes down to, should you use it? A couple of points about brackets. One is I a benefit is that nobody is making a formal offer or demand when you're talking brackets. Because generally, if someone says, we'll come to X if you go to Y, that's not going to be the end of the equation. The people on the receiving end are not going to say, we'll go to Y. They're going to have a bracket of their own. So you should expect that, that whatever you put out there is just, you know, is a, a way to help consolidate the discussions to, to get to that dance floor, wherever it is going to be. And uh, so that is good. I think that's a positive thing in not having a formal offer demand out there because it's easier than to revert to discussions. But by having these brackets out there, you have indicated what general ranges you're willing to settle in. And the key is I think people need to be very mindful of what the midpoint is of a bracket. Brackets are not necessarily there to indicate a settlement, and they're not there to indicate a settlement at the midpoint. But if you are doing brackets, watch how they move and keep an eye on the midpoint. Are you seeing that the midpoint stays about the same? Does it go up? Does it go down? What is the other party signaling? Uh, because like it or not, oftentimes midpoints are are being uh, a critical part of any sort of bracket, 
hence even my ifs, you know, talking about ranges, but without uh, actual numbers like a bracket would have. So again, you can stop bracketing at any point in the negotiations and you can pick it up again at any point. You can do it or not do it. It's just another tool in the toolbox that we all have available to us to try and get a case settled or resolved. And with that, I would say we have uh, discussed brackets for the day. If you want to know more, there's all sorts of educational programs out there, articles, uh, etc. So thank you so much for joining me today for Roads to Resolution, Closure and Certainty. It's indeed my pleasure to be here with you. Please feel free to follow me on YouTube or LinkedIn and my website. You can find me at LawlerADR.com. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.